Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, this guy, Mr. Keep Those Hands Nice and Clean, Don't Be Fun When You Are Mean, I don't know, I'm John Wayne, that's right, back again, from seclusion in the east wing of Wayne Manor, uh, as always in the Library of Evil, where I am constantly concocting and, and uh, eviling about. I, of course, uh, I, I've already drank all of my coffee today. I didn't make a new pot before I started, but I will drink more coffee later, that is for sure. I have a nice cold Topo Chico, though, for my uh, throat, just to cool it from this big old bad bong full of Grandpappy's medicine. Brought to you by Grandpappy. Ah, oh, what a time. Um, this is also good. Mmm. Very good, Grandpappy. Uh, yes, and I am here, back with you again, John Wayne, uh, from quarantine, down in uh, the depths of Wayne Manor, uh, some, somewhat, some would say. But uh, I'm back, I'm here, thank you for joining me for another week. What a time it's been. Um, if you're new to the show, thank you again also for, for checking me out during this trying time. You know, it's been an interesting week. Some things have happened I want to talk about. But uh, before we go too far, I just want to, it is the, the first podcast of the month, first of the month, which you know what that means. It means I am going to shout out all of my Patreon supporters right now. I, I have a Patreon over there at patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And uh, when you join any tier, I give away tons of stuff, uh, cool things like that. Uh, but I also give you access to the other weekly podcast I do called the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, where I talk to the people that I meet uh, on the road and in the arts and all that kind of stuff. So <clears throat> big, huge, mad, crazy shout outs to all of my Patreon homies. Hugo Camacho, keeping it over over there. Love much. I lost. I'm losing my mind. The man, the myth, Hugo Camacho, uh, doing it for us all out there. I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much. I hope everything is well in in uh, where you are and uh, across. The, no, I don't fucking. Where are you from? Brazil? No. 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 Jesus Christ, I don't know. I love you, dude. You know, I'm, I'm so high right now, it doesn't even matter. Jamie Gucker, girl, you keep it, keep doing it. You read like a champ. God, I watch, every day I watch her story, and I'm like, man, this girl, she knows everything. She reads everything. She's the best. Shouts out to you, Jamie. I love you. Jessica Reeves, you nasty girl, you. I don't know if you're nasty or not. I just, uh, Miss Jessica, if you're nasty is what I'm going to say. Thank you so much for uh, the support. I appreciate you so much. Mr. Cody, Codeman Jax, uh, out there, you know, and we're going to talk about something like this, about this uh, a little bit later, but Codeman is another guy, you know, he's a massage therapist, licensed, very high marks from his school, comes out swinging, getting clients, doing well. This thing happens, and what does he do? Man, this guy doesn't hang his head and give up no he goes and gets a part-time job at the pizza place down the street to keep that fucking shit going until we get through this it's gotta be gotta be creative so code man thank you for everything you do i love you dude nick hogleg poncio you better get your sweet ass back over to the wayne manor pretty soon uh i don't care because if you got it i want it baby whatever you have shannon bradner you sweet sweet thing thank you so much for all of your Support, I appreciate you very much. Tim Feely, what's up, dude? I hope you're doing well out there. Take care. Thank you so much. Uh, John Rodney, my man, 
taking it easy out there, programming from home, the the wizard of, of the internet. I uh, appreciate you, dude. Thank you so much. Uh, Mary Beecher, again, you are my Chicago lovely. I thank you so much. I love your cosplay stuff. When Again, when you were the, the three sisters uh, from Sabrina, that rolled. Uh, oh, mom, got to give a shout out to mom because you know my mom is on the Patreon. Don't worry. Don't get don't get excited. She's she's a, she's a, she is a fan for real. So thank you, mom. Uh, Amy Torres McCoy. Oh, my favorite, favorite smile and laugh out there. Thank you so much for your support and help. And uh, and uh, also shouts out to your wonderful husband as well. Uh, Charles Steele, man. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Fuck. I got ahead of myself in my notes. Charles Chadwick, also known as Bert Stanton speaking. Sorry, sorry, dude. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. But Bert, Charles, I love you, dude. We got to get that Las Vegas trip back on the rails because we, uh, I feel like you and I in Vegas are going to be a good combo. So we'll be in touch. Thanks, dude. I, I love you. Jared Barbie running uh, Death's Head Press over there. If you're not following Death's Head Press online, do it. Do yourself a favor. Death's Head Press, uh, Texas-based publisher, just made a huge good announcement today about uh, a wonderful author that they've got uh, one of my favorites that's going to be in there, uh, Wild Weird Western Horrors, the line that they're putting out. Just, you need to be following Death's Head Press. David DeBerardinas. David DeBerardinas. David, I love you, dude. Thank you so much, man. I'm going to, I hope that we put that thing together in September or, or, or sometime around there because I'm going to come up and see you, give you the biggest hug and kiss on your, your sweet little face you've ever had. Uh, thank you so much, dude. Alicia Stamps and Chris Stamps, thank you guys. I love you so much. I'm drinking coffee out of that mug every day like a fucking savage. And Miko Reese, you out there, I got a banana waiting for you with your name on it. Oh, yeah, you know what's up. Uh, hopefully Scares of Care goes on. It hasn't been canceled yet, so I will see you there unless uh, shit goes down. Uh, and, of course, my little brother, Josh Spicoli Martins. What's up, dude? Keeping it real up there in uh, Illinois in the Aurora area. Uh, I love you so much, dude fucking steel monkey or whatever your thing monkey beer that he's he's doing up there i'll give it a proper plug later but when i go up to chicago i am gonna play a show at that brewery uh for sure we're gonna make it happen so stay tuned i know that uh josh gonna help me out with that so thank you guys so much wow that list keeps getting longer and i very much appreciate it uh, especially you know i've grown the patreon in the last few weeks and, and it's been uh, very booing to my spirits if you will so thank you guys so much if you want to be a part of my uh, patreon just go to patreon.com slash john wayne is dead join any tier that gets you access to the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast and uh, all kinds of good stuff. And if you just want to drop by and leave just a one-time donation, you can do that as well. And I very much appreciate it. But I also just appreciate you listening to the podcast and keeping it going. So this week, you know, I'm going to say this. This week started on a little bit. Um, <clears throat> you know, we all have good days and bad days through this. I, I, I know that. And um, I, I know, you know, a couple weeks I came on, uh, a few weeks ago, I made the decision. You know, I'm not letting this bother me anymore. You know, that's it. It's, it is what it is. I, I'm doing, I'm, I hate to say that phrase, but I'm just going to continue on through this. Now, and I've been keeping up with that really well, you know, having no problems, just kind of rolling with the punches and all that kind of shit. But, um, you know, I don't know what, you know, it, sometimes something comes out of just, just with, without you even realizing sets it off. That's, that's what happened to me this week. I got uh, beginning of the week on Monday or maybe even Sunday night. Um, I, uh, 
I got a rejection from a short story, which which is fine. I get rejections all the time. You know, Uncle Johnny's still out there slinging it, sending stuff in. Yeah, I have some, uh, you know, anthologies that I'm writing stuff for that have been solicited from me, you know, and have been <clears throat> asked to be a part of. But, you know, I still send stuff off all the time to different things just, just to try to write differently for something or, or whatever. But, you know, I got a rejection, and like I said, I get them all the time I'm, I'm very much used to that and it's just like it sucks but it's like eh, whatever on to the next one you know right <clears throat> for some reason that struck that hit me in a way that like it, it kicked the the last pebble out from you know that was holding back the the avalanche or something because I didn't really dwell on that at, you know being rejected from that or, or whatever it, it, but it just released it like allowed all these other like just other shit to come down where I was just like getting down. I was like, man, fuck, you know, this fucking sucks. What am I going to do? You know, just all those thoughts just start going, you know, you're just, you feel, I I was feeling like a a bit helpless, if you will, a bit useless, if you will. And I just let all that shit just, you know, come, just come out. just, 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 it was bullshit. It was, uh, you know, I I didn't need to, I let myself slide down that path or however you want to put it. And uh, it was it was a bummer, man. I was bumming kind of bad on 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 Monday, at the beginning of the week. But you know what? I I got um, <clears throat> I kind of had to give myself a little bit of a wake up call. I had I had some help, but um, you know, I got I started. Th- I was thinking like, what the fuck? Well, here's what happened. I got uh from one of my uh uh you know, it's become a good friend of mine. I met just through Instagram and and you know, books and stuff. Uh, I want to give a crazy shout out to Chris McCormick. This guy, uh, he and I talk probably every day, most mostly or every other day on, on Instagram. And he drew some portraits of me like that are badass. If you follow me on social media, I posted them uh, on my Instagram and my Facebook um, at John Wayne is dead. You can check them out. But he made these like, you know, they're these like kind of uh like a cartoon take type of portrait but he really really captured like my me i think they look awesome and then he did these you know sent me some other drawings he did of the banana that i do uh the banana and my story and just some other sketches and it really like you know i you know he told me it was he 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 had done this and was sending it so i was expecting it wasn't like a I, i was like what is this you know i was expecting something from him i was expecting the the portraits but i got them you know later in the day and uh, in the evening, you know, when I kind of I, I opened them, I was looking at them, and I was like, "Man, this is this is fucking awesome." I was like, "What the what the hell do I have to be upset about? What, what do I have to spiral out about?" You know, I had to pull myself back in. I'm like, "Look at this! Like, you know, this is a guy I just, you know, he and I just talk to each other. We've just become friends, and through common interests, and and kind of, you know, just back and forth talking to each other, and you know." I, he sends me this awesome fucking badass just art of me and you're like fuck and then uh and and then i there was another um you know a post i don't i don't want to necessarily like call this dude out but uh another friend of mine from you know online and books and stuff you had one of my he had a big fucking bong loaded and you know who you are out there dude if you want me to shout you out hit me up and i sure will but he had a big bong loaded. The bowl was all nice and green, <clears throat> and a picture behind it was a uh, one of the art, like a P 
piece of artwork that I'd done on uh, cardboard that I'd sent to him for ordering a book from me. And he's just like, just hanging out, you know, in spirit with John Wayne smoking a bowl and all this craziness, you know, feels good to see, you know, sometimes I talk to this drawing and tell him my jokes and he laughs and stuff. And, I, and I'm looking at that and it's a, it's a fun, you know, funny post, but it really touched me and meant, meant a lot to me to see him. I'm, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm sitting here fucking feeling sorry for myself for, for no reason. And, and, you know, for what? Look at, look at everything that is around me that's so good to, to, to fall back on and to draw on, you know? It's like, that's amazing. You know, I, I owe it to these people to, to, to keep it together, man, you know, it's, it, and to myself. It, it's just, and I, I say all this stuff to say, you know, it's not like I'm fucking sitting around and people are sending me goddamn love letters and pictures of me every day, you know, so I don't want you to think that like something like that has to happen for you or or it just it, what it did it just reminded me of the good things that i have in my life and the, and the reasons to not uh go off into a depression about all of this or let myself spiral down or let myself start self-deprecating it was just those i mean those happened on the same day as all of the, it was all, all this one day like roller coaster of of emotion for me i think uh all on monday uh, Mondays, am I right? Lasagna. So, <clears throat> yeah, so that was just kind of a good reminder, and and I felt uh, I felt pretty good about it. And the next morning, I actually uh, got on the phone with my good friend, or the on the on the video chat with my good friend Michael Allen Rose, just to just to talk, just to catch up. It wasn't podcast related or anything, and uh, and just doing that. And I even told him. You know, hey, I'd been feeling back down, but these things happened that picked me up, and, the, and you know, I the kind of <clears throat> having that touchstone, uh, if you will, of like being able to just talk to my friend that I miss, you know, online through all of this was like the trifecta of perspective that I needed to be like, okay, you know, this is you got this, dude. It's all good. Everybody has their days. That was just one of them. So, uh, you know, hey, I'm saying this, you know, because we all have. I, I just, I'm not, I'm no different than than probably you know most of everyone listening as having bad days or through this this is a, this is a struggle but you know hey we're learning I, i'm looking at it as a learning experience this is growth that's going to happen so you know I, and I, I did tell that to michael while while we were chatting uh how, how i'd been feeling and how you know these things helped me to get back on track really and they truly truly did um you know all all week i uh i stayed super busy on like just I, I wrote a like a fuck ton on this work in progress that I have going um I got to talk to uh, I did another uh video chat with uh Carrie and Andy uh aka CV Hunt and Anderson Prunty shouts out guys uh just to, and it's always awesome to chat with them I love those guys so much um you know and it that I mean, that's just one of the good things. I mean, you gotta <clears throat> fuck. I'm sorry, my throat. Mm. This grandpappy bong is killing me, but in such a good way. But again, you know, having those chats, getting to talk with them, and just kind of joke around and shit, that was fun. Um, and then I kept on right on rolling Thursday. That was Wednesday, like Thursday. I I did a 
actual another Skype podcast for the Awesome Dude for Life Boner podcast with uh, my friends Amanda and Jeremy, who I've met on the road and who are a part of my uh, con family that I talk about all the time. And we talked about, you know, their booth and their art and what's going on with them. And, you know, I was supposed to be in, in Nashville with them, uh, you know, the beginning of April. And that was going to be awesome. But, you know, of course, we know what's happening. So that was also a, a great thing. And I, I just was reminding myself all week, like, man, yeah, this is, you know, this is cool. This is good. These are good things, you know, that you got going on. So that and then, you know, this weekend I've been a part of uh, – this well it'll be over by the time you hear this but <clears throat> like through the 30th uh of may through the third uh, or, or april to, to may 3rd this week um this weekend i was part of the thorn and moon virtual market and i've talked about the thorn and moon magical market that i've been on a few times and it's amazing it's always my it's one of my favorite markets to do of all time and they they put together a a virtual market this week uh, this weekend uh, for Beltane, and it was like the Beltane Fest Magic Market, you know, together. And you know, Jessica, shouts out Jessica, she put together this uh, this whole event uh, ha- ha- handled online and stuff. And I, you know, I was just kind of like thinking, you know, how do I, how can I pr- best promote something like this? And uh, I, I went off like on Friday from the beginning of the day. I just got this idea in my head to make this stupid silly video so i started to do it because i'm gonna make a video advertisement of this so i filmed like these you know maybe like four or five scenes of me just like talking about my books and whatever being silly and then i went back and just chopped it all up into crazy like angles and weird exposure uh film exposure and stuff it's it turned out really funny it's uh, i posted it on the the you know, it's on my YouTube page, but it's on my Facebook and Instagram if you want to check it out. By the time this is over, uh, by the time you hear this, you know, the the market that it's advertising will be over. But it's still pretty funny and silly. And it really literally kept me busy all day. I I think I was done at like <clears throat> 7 o'clock in the, at night or something. And I, I started uh, probably around like 8.30 in the morning after I you know, walked the the dogs and did card of the day and, 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 you know, stuff. I was just like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do this first. I'm going to launch into this video thing. And it just consumed me. So it was really funny. I had fun doing that. And, uh, and yeah, and it's, you know, it's been all of these things helped, you know, kind of bring me back up. But then another cool thing, uh, this is getting back to like what I was talking about earlier about uh, my man code, code man, Cody, you know, his, his uh, massage therapy thing is all his he's doing great everything's going good and then all of a sudden this and of course you know that that can't happen and it'll probably be a while before it happens in in the same capacity or it's going to be different i'm not sure but you know he went out and still rather than getting down he figures figured it out and that is uh you know important right now and uh i myself picked up a, a little side gig i think i talked i can't remember if i talked about this last week but uh, at a distillery here close to Wayne Manor that's uh, making hand sanitizer, which I understand a lot of distilleries are making hand sanitizer right now through all of this because I guess they have the easy – it's easy to do with what they have in a distillery, I guess. But, you know, um, my friend Lindsay, who I do Neil Benchy with, and, uh, you know, she used to be affiliated with Grum Story Time, known her for forever, love her to death, hit me up and asked if I wanted to come and just <clears> – <throat> you know, be a part of this, or, you know, it's, it's like maybe 10, 15 hours a week 
you know, whatever cash. But she she asked if I wanted to come be one of like the mix the mixers where you make like actually people that make the thing. Uh, rather than the people bottling it and stuff because I've had experience with it before and I was like yeah yeah I'll come on do it so Saturday morning you know we went out and I went out there and did it for the first my first day and it was not too bad it was just it was a, it was it's really easy pretty straightforward um, the people that I'm working with are extremely knowledgeable of what's going on um, and it's that's very very uh, comforting and helpful um, you know and uh it's just it's it's it was fine it it was uh, it was nice to get out and do something like uh with my my hands in that kind of way you know i don't i i've talked i famously talk about that i do not like to do things outside like i'm not going camping i'm not going to mow my grass i'm not going to fucking go do gardening i'm not walking around the, the the pond with you but you know i something about just having a physical some physical labor like that to do is pretty uh satisfying i guess to me um in in some capacity plus like so you have to do this outside so you, you know you're outside in this kind of like concrete area you know this big area that they have outside with all these tanks and shit that we're mixing and uh guys it's uh in case you didn't know wayne manor is located in houston texas folks and it is already fucking hot you know, I know it's like snowing and shit in some parts or people are still, you know, where's spring at? But like, you know, hey, come down here and get you some because cause we opened the fucking state. Why not? And uh, it's already hot, man. And, and it gets hot in the morning. There's no like uh, in Texas, there's no kind of like warming up period to the day where, you know, you get up and you're like, oh, it's nice to 75. Ooh, you know, and then as the sun gets higher, it kind of gets warm. No, no. When you get up, it's uh, it's like a hundred degrees, and then when the sun starts to come up, it it then goes to like a hundred and ten or something. Now we're not that high yet, but we're in the nineties for sure. And uh, here I am. You're outside. I'm. You know, you have to wear like jeans, um, so you can't wear like shorts. But then on top of that, you know, I was I had to wear a coverall suit, like a like I was an ear oil field worker and shit, like all zipped up, and that's you know full a full body thing, like long sleeves and shit, and uh, it was hot. But it felt good to sweat. I don't know how, you know, how many times I'll do it where I'll be like, well, that felt good to sweat because it's it definitely will be a, a challenge at times in the heat. But and I don't even know how long it's going to last or, or whatever. Like I said, it's just like a one to maybe two days a week type thing for now. But it's just it's something to do. A little running around money, keep me going, making connections, you know. Uh, and for me, guys, a godsend to like have, uh, 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 I'm sorry, a, a Satan send to have people to fucking talk to around me. Like it was, uh, you know, I'm sure like everyone, it was the early morning time and it's only four of us. And I'm sure everyone was like kind of waking up and stuff. And here I'm, I'm like asking them while we're doing something. Like, so where did you work before this? Huh? So where are you from? You know, I'm like asking all these questions and just talking and uh, they probably thought I was a weirdo, but I, I definitely needed that. And uh, it was cool. So, I mean, here we go. We're coming out, you know, this week was a, was a pretty decent week. And we'll, we'll see. Like, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start getting better, I think, um, you know, from here. So, yeah, that was, that was my week. I know maybe I rambled on about that, but I thought it was important, uh, you know, especially just with the mental aspect of this, staying mentally tough and, and just that was one of the first things I learned in therapy. I've been in therapy for like eight years, same, same therapist. Um, 
and uh, very early on, it was a it, it it started with a you need to count the good things and and start appreciating them no matter how small they are because when you start picking all those things out consciously you'll see how big that pile of small good things gets and even that is overpowering to one bad you know, negative aspect so i just wanted to kind of go through that you know maybe help some people out out there or or uh you know or you can you tweet at me and make fun of me i don't i don't care uh but anyway um yeah so that uh without further ado i think we will though jump into our uh three card tarot reading of the week um as you know or do not know i do a three card tarot reading on myself before every episode where i just uh you know i'm writing down what's going on in my life or what's on my mind the whole week before i i shuffle up the cards and then i just look at that perspective uh through the lens of the cards there and, and kind of just uh, try to think about things differently or just kind of think about what uh, what's going on with me um, in this trying time. So to this week when I was shuffling up, uh, th- the things that were on my mind were uh, remaining positively motivated um, through, you know, throughout of this, staying laser focused, being creative in planning, um, in planning for the immediate future or, or for like the present and the, and the future down the line uh and keeping a healthy mind and body um and i write that for you know again i talked about health you know my mom like letting that one thing trigger uh an avalanche of of shit in my mind um so keeping my mind healthy and, and on those positive things but then also at least for me there's a there's a real big body mind connection i like to keep my, my i like to stay healthy so you know it's just i put that in there because there's been some days when I'm just like, just drink eight tall boys by three in the afternoon because I'm just whatever. Uh, I'm working on something or and it just gets away from me. And that's fine, but it's it's not great to do so much. Just that's an example. You know, I'm, I'm still I'm out there. Me and them dogs be walking every day like soldiers. It's uh we have a great system going on. But I just want to. These are the things going on. That's important to keep them on your mind. I think for me at least. So. Um, let's see. The first card I got was uh, the Three of Pentacles, which is a very. Um, I like that. That I like seeing that card first off because it's a great card of uh, of uh, collaboration and uh, coming together. And I think like that's a good sign, at least to, to think on like people collaborating to figure our way out of this or or what even your next step is in life. So the Three of Pentacles is a card of teamwork, collaboration, learning, and implementation. So this card basically is, is showing you or, or, or saying to you when, that when we come together as a team or a group that, that we can create something far more significant than if we were alone. You know, it, you can make something about, like, for instance, that video that I was talking about I made, I thought it was pretty, pretty great and, and fun and fun to make. But I have absolutely no reservations about the fact that if I had done it with Nick P and maybe I had somebody else here help, helping us or even just myself and Nick P, it would have been infinitely better than what I did. Um, I, I just know that for a fact. So that this card is like t- it's kind of a reminder of that or, or wants you to think about it. Um, and, and also saying it's a good time right now to collaborate with others. You know, it create a, a, syn- a synergy with with another person or a group of people. 
to being to bring these huge results that with whatever you're working on um oh okay this is good so when this also when you're working on projects together like with a group it's very important to acknowledge the the value that each individual person brings to this uh project or uh or whatever you know whatever it is uh and and be open to learning from them you know you may be like the expert on this this you're the lead expert on this study on jerking off or whatever because you know it but you know don't just be closed off and be like well i i'm the expert here so i have nothing to learn from you you know be open to learning from each of these individual members no matter how much of a you know maybe a newcomer or novice they are or or what you you never know what you could learn that could help you out so don't close yourself off to that when you're working with these teams and and be sure to appreciate their contributions uh this also represents that you're you may be in the initial stages of implement of implementing some idea that you've had you've laid out plans you've set to work and uh and that's about it you're nowhere near done uh but um God, what did i write here but oh sorry the ball but you've gotten the ball rolling and uh and you're making things happen right now so yeah so the initial stages of what this is is starting um you have the skills you have the resources to accomplish uh this objective so take that as encouragement is that you're on the right track but know that planning is crucial so uh, it, it's important to create a comprehensive plan and put out a schedule, like put a schedule down. Don't, it's, you can't just, uh, it, it's not exactly great to just kind of wing uh, something right now like this that you're starting. You need to hold yourself accountable to a time schedule um, and, uh, and put a plan together. Some people like to buck back at that with, um, you know, especially in the arts or, or whatever with, uh, well, I, I'm not going to force myself to, you know, I'm wait till I'm, I'm inspired and then I'll sit down and do it. Yeah, oh, great. You know, you, you go go wait for that inspiration to hit. Um, we all know, we've all watched Tenacious D, and we know that sometimes you have to create inspirado. Um, but but no, you know, you need to put together a plan and, I, and you need to hold yourself accountable to to a schedule where every day, I don't care if I'm inspired or not, I work on this for this amount, from this to this every day. I I think that's important, and um, I agree. I agree with the card in in that regard. Next card I got two of swords. I like this card a lot too. Um, just for whatever reason. So this is about difficult decisions, uh, weighing up options, um, and uh, an impasse. So you may be facing a challenge or decision right now, but you're unclear. Of what option to take you're, you're trying to weigh these pros and cons to make a cons to make this con conscious judgment and using your both your head and your heart to choose uh, a path most aligned with your higher self so you know the swords are representative of our thoughts you know um our mind the way that works so but this is calling for you while you're weighing out these options to also use your heart um, in in with these, with your thoughts, with your sharpened thoughts, 
because that's going to help you also to try, like tune into your intuition and make sure that this is the right path you should be on and that it's it's helping your higher goal rather than kind of putting you off the off the mark a little bit um you may feel like you're lacking some of the information that you need to make the right decision uh or critical pieces of information that would help guide you so if you're feeling this way this card is saying so we're you know basically so you do it remove the blindfold uh research options seek different opinions and feedback uh in order not to miss something so if you're worried if that's on your mind like i got this plan i got this idea we got the ball rolling but i feel like i'm missing something then you know research or you know get in touch with a specialist or somebody that has more experience you know even if that calls for you to swallow your pride or whatever that's it's important because you know you're in danger of missing something important i think um Okay, there's a reminder, life's decisions are difficult um, and rarely clear-cut, really never clear-cut. Uh, so make choices that are that are the best intentions and be aware of the with the best intentions and being aware of the consequences i don't i don't think we spend a lot of time thinking about the consequences of our actions a lot of times if especially if we're acting in a in a in emotional like way like I, I talk about working on all the time you know but these are things we can seriously avoid if we just if we reflect on them i guess and think consciously about this you can avoid all of these things you know you can keep yourself from having a, a emotional reaction that's going to bring about some consequences that you already can kind of foresee in that millisecond or half a second that you stop and think and then it just that's that learning that you take away from those things uh but know that if you're avoiding if you're avoiding something for some reason uh, a decision or or whatever it's just uh making it uh much more of a greater conflict uh that you're gonna have to deal with later so Last card, Justice. So Justice is a card of uh, fairness, truth, uh, and cause and effect law. So uh, pretty much jumping off of what we just talked about on the last card about thinking and, and the consequences of your actions. Um, cause and effect law. Uh, so you might feel like you're being called to account for your actions. Um but there's a level of compassion and understanding that's coming with this. So you'll be treated fairly uh, and without bias. As long as you, you have to take responsibility, though. You have to stand accountable. You have to take the consequences that are coming, you know, with this. And, uh, you know, that's it. it. It's about holding yourself accountable and just taking responsibility for what you do and your actions, what you say, no matter how large or small. Uh, if you're if you're seeking justice, uh, once the decision is made, you have to accept it and move on. There's not going to be a second chance or a retrial or a you know do over. You know if you're in the middle of this right now, you're waiting for justice to happen. Once that decision is made, that's it. It's time to just move on, like it or not. Just it's time. Uh, you need to make. An important choice 
and be ready to stand by your decisions and accept the consequences of your actions. But if you use your uh, inner voice to guide to guide you to a clear decision, again, like trusting your intuition, making sure that this decision keeps you on the right path. And uh, as you explore your truth, truth, like the truth, your truth, you'll find things are not uh, really as clear cut as you think or you'd hope or they seem. So make sure that you are true to what you believe in and be prepared to challenge yourself to explore new territories. Be open to new things, but be firm in what you believe in. So that was our reading for this week. I got something out of that. I hope you did as well. Uh, if you like this kind of thing, if you're into tarot, I do a card of the day reading on my Instagram story every day, uh, every single morning, at John Wayne is Dead. If you want to follow me there, it goes over to my Facebook as well, and then immediately goes up to my YouTube page, the John Wayne is Dead YouTube page. So you can check that out if you're interested in more of that. Now, earlier I mentioned uh, the awesome dude for life boner boner bonus podcast, which is my Patreon podcast where I talk to uh, my friends and and peers and uh, inspirations out there on the road. And what I've been doing lately, if I'm sure if you've been listening, I've been taking a, a, a portion of the the episode that goes out this week on the Patreon and putting it in here so you. You get a chance to meet those uh, those people as well and get exposed to them if you want to check them out further. Or, uh, you know, maybe you'll be like, hey, I want to listen to the rest of this. I'm going to jump over to that Patreon. So, you know, this this week is no exception. Now, I, I kind of, uh, my Freudian slip earlier, is that a Freudian slip? I don't know. Jumping ahead in my notes earlier when I said Charles Steele, I was referring to who we will be hearing uh, an excerpt for, excerpt from talk me talking to them. God Damn it, I feel like I have lost my mind. I have no idea what's happening. Um, no, I got to talk to uh, Charles a few weeks ago. Charles and I met uh, in September at uh, the Days of the Dead in Charlotte. And uh, we talk about the meet- how we met on on the podcast, and we had a lot of good times. And uh, he had to actually remind me of a few stories uh, that happened the night before uh, because I was I was like, Oh, we really? That's what we did that. He's like, yeah, man. And I was like, oh, you know, it, it was one of those type of things. I was like, all right, pretty good, pretty good night. Uh, Charles is a uh, Funko Pop connoisseur, if you will, a collector. He uh, runs a Funko Pop club online, and uh, his handle is Funko Hunter eight hundred three. And I also had the pleasure of uh, being tapped by Charles to design his new logo, which is uh, on his. Instagram right now uh, at Funko Hunter 803. So we're going to listen to me talking to Charles here uh, for a little bit and uh, you, you get to know Mr. Charles. It's always something fun that you hear at the very end of it. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, fuck. Oh, the the part five, of course. I, I, I you know, they also could have uh, chosen to just as like as i would have preferred and uh most of my you know fellow roy boys just completely just get rid of that jason character altogether and allow the rest of the franchise to rest on the shoulders of roy uh and i think that we would be i don't even think we'd have the coronavirus right now if they would have done that <laughs> i think it was like a butterfly effect of things yep. like that and all hell roy but to to be on like i have to give a lot of that roy credit to nick p you know you know nick yep. p right He fucking got me started on that shit back, uh, you know, a few, like, 
I don't know, several like cons before that where we like stayed up all night watching Roy. But also that Charlotte, <laughs> that Charlotte convention, were you over there when the Roy walked by and me and Chris like yes. went nuts? Yes, dude. Yes, that guy's yes, awesome. I was there. Yes. We got our picture taken with Roy and our masks and shit. Like we were like uh I don't know, going to Disney World and shit. I don't know. I know, man. Y'all were like y'all y'all were like a kid at a candy store, man. Like y'all's faces lit up, man. It was like, hell yes, I gotta get a picture with Roy. The next thing we knew uh, Ben, I uh, saw him everything over there, and he's like, "Dude, you gotta come over here. I gotta take a picture with you with Mama Shetty." And it was like, it was like just an epic moment, and just like just seeing y'all light up, and then be like, "Holy hell, y'all fans of Part Five, so am I." And we're like, "Holy shit, here we go!" <laughs> yeah, it was like that. Roy guy really, uh, he really tied the room together. I'll tell you that much. I mean, did dude, he like, not? <laughs> he had everything set up. I mean, even to like the tractor mark from right at his stomach to where he had it from like the, the perfect pitchfork? cut for the pitchfork and everything like he exactly. had the claw in his fucking shoulder that chunk taken out of his shoulder yeah it was pretty cool it was pretty cool um yeah so i i collect the my the majority of my pops i guess are horror as well nice uh, but i'm always like but i have like um i guess that's unfair the majority of them are but i also have like all i I was a completist in the sense that as soon as they had married with children pops like announced, I just exactly pre-ordered, I pre-ordered all four of them. I was like that. And uh and I got the lucky enough to get the the chase edition for the Peggy Bundy. Nice, was- nice. That's <clears throat> I've been trying to look for that one ever since it came out. And then I kind of told myself like I wanted to do that because I, that was like a thing that I cherished with my dad that just passed away recently. That was one big thing me and him cherished was actually watching Married with Children and just ah, going with the whole. One of my favorite. Christopher Chiana and I fucking quote Married with Children back and forth on a text thread every <laughs> day. I, I said this before. If I don't hear from him for a day, I, I get worried. Like I call hospitals and shit. If he doesn't, if he doesn't text at me, like a fat woman came into the shoe store today or something, then you know, I'm like, "What's up, man? Are you okay?" But uh, yeah, that's cool. I, I love that fucking show uh, very, very much. But yeah, it uh, brings back good memories, man. Especially old wire. God, I remember when they had anthrax, like when uh, the, yeah, they got and they got snowed in, and they got uh, snowed in, and they won the radio contest to have anthrax to come to the house and stuff like that. And they got snowed in, and they said to wreck the whole house up just for hell and shit like that. And they uh, and like, they had that that weird guy, uh, uh, Ducky or something like that. That like uh, at the end because they the, like the like pagan uh, Al run in run into him. Some you know it's that that singer, and he was like. Dude, you gotcha. Dude. Like, I forget what it was, but at the end, Anthrax is like singing the song and he comes out and he's like, Oh, I know what you're talking about. And like combs his hair. And I like doing like a little doo wop, like around like a burning trash can. I think that's exactly what it was. You know, like a little doo wop. It, it was up. right out in front of the thing and he came in and right. I looked that guy up after, like, I because I've been watching the season pretty much on it's just on repeat on my nice. Hulu, like I just keep watching it through. Uh, so I recently actually started back at the first season, maybe last week. Cause I'll sit out there and like, uh, just like have married children on smoke a bowl and draw for like three hours. You Hell know, yeah, dude. that's like comfortable to me to have in the back, you know, have going on and, and that kind of shit. So I've watched it a bunch, but I looked up who that guy was. And apparently he was like a famous, like a uh, doo-woppy singer guy, or he had like a one hit back in those days. Ah, uh, one of those I was like, wonders. I was like, talk about like a complete 
miss in the fact of like, man, I don't even, I have no idea who this fuck this person is. And even after looking it up, it wasn't like I was like, oh yeah. It's just, uh, that was weird. I thought he was a made up guy this whole time, but he was like a real singer. Holy shit. I have to sit here. I actually have to go check that out. And our, yeah, as much as I've been quarantined and everything else, as much as I've been watching lately, I did that. I'll definitely have to check that out. I have to search just that watch episode. the anthrax episode and, and, yeah. and look up that guy. It's fucking funny, but, uh, we can like, we are, we can get all, all the way off and on any topic we want, but I exactly. do want to ask, I do want to ask you about, uh, cause I get so high. I forget what the hell's going on. Same so, here, dude. <laughs> so, like, as far as, as far as like variants and chase things, uh, special editions and like, uh, right. post things like Holy grails, those kind of things. How, how does that, how does that work? Like, is it like, What's going on? Rock, walk me through something like that. Walk you through it? Okay. Well, mostly what I would say I would collect, and if it's like for different variants, we have what is like the the street term tank uh, slang that's going to be called a sticker whore, which basically a sticker whore is like for any variant that is going to be a retail exclusive like Walmart. Target. Gotcha. Target, FYE, Manifest, um, San Diego Comic Cons. If Days of the Dead comes out with their own con edition Funko Pop for a special horror icon, they can have their own sticker if they wanted to. And like, I think for me, dude, I should be the Days of the Dead horror pop man. Oh God, just think. If 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 Rick if Rick from Thirteen X is hearing this, because you know he just actually customized his own Funko Pop just now, so you know he's going to try to get he's good. You know, with his marketing scheme, he's going to try to go with he's going to go to Days and everybody to try to get that. <laughs> Rick, Rick is a good friend of mine too. Rick, Don, tell Rick also that you know I need to get on this. Make me a Funko Pop too. Let's make it happen. I know, man. Uh, but anyway, so like the the variants, uh, what, what you were saying, like you know, they're do they come out like at the same time as something's released? Are they released differently from the wa- first wave? I mean, how the hell does yeah. it work? Yes and no. They Funko to me, as much as I've realized uh, throughout the years collecting, they like to try to throw curveballs on street dates, and they try to get different. Dates to where they get everybody hyped up to see exactly what they do. Sometimes they might throw a pre-order to see how that variant may go, and that will determine how many Funko Pops for that exclusive that they would sell for that exclusive line for that retail store. Now, like the Chase variants, like how you was talking about that, when we talk about like Holy Grails and going back to like Funko Pops, it's like 2016 San Diego Comic-Con editions. It's like limited to 24 pieces. That's worth about like 6K right now. Like those are like one in a million. Like you have to be at that actual place at the exact place at the exact same time. And some of them do lotteries to try to just get inside those because they know what they have, how much money they're going to get once they take it from that store and make like, $30 $30 purchase, they turn around and sell it for 6 k and it could be gone within Dude, like two minutes. Let, let me tell you, a, a living example of that that I saw in the in the actual front of my fucking eyes. All right. I, I wish that I had listened to all the people that talked to me. I'm okay. at a Spooky Empire uh, this past October in Tampa, right? Nice. And so okay. they had, uh, I guess they had, a, they were releasing a, you know, con-exclusive Elvira pop. 
right? So, dude, I'm sitting there, like, I'm at the table, and, bro, they bring them in, uh, these big, all these Funko boxes on these fucking dolly things with four cops around them, walking exactly. them. Exactly. Where they're going, dude. And then they set them all out, and there's a cop that is stands in front. It's guarding them, dude. And so my friends, fucking, actually, uh, Chad, I don't know, do you know him? Uh, I, I think I met him. If he was, if it, if it's at Charlotte, I probably met him. But just like how we said before at the beginning, a little hazy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You that know, fan art. Uh, he, or he does a a lot of cool like uh, pencil art of. Anyway, okay. I'm fucking high. Uh, but him and he, Kira and Ashley, both, all of them basically, and maybe even Rick, told me like, go buy one of those. Go stand in line. Have someone wait at your booth, or have someone stand in line for you. They're right. all they're already three hundred and fifty dollars on eBay. Yeah. They weren't even released yet, dude. Yeah, still there, waiting for the people you had to get in queue and all that. And I was like, I'm not fucking around with that shit, man. I'm dude. sitting there at my table, dude. Text from my buddy, uh, the Monsignor. Shouts out, Monsignor. Like, hey, dude, you think you can get me one of those Elvira pops? My some yeah. uh, buddy, Chris, on my fucking Instagram. Hey, if you're gonna get an Elvira pop, can you fucking grab me one? I was like, oh man, I missed the boat. Yeah. Yeah, like those are those are like that's like the mecca, the holy grails off of that. Like, I mean, for even for Elvira to have like security to, around those Funko Pops, that's pretty damn hilarious. But for the extreme of how those people go, man, like, dude, it's like it's like Black Friday. Like, if it's like a limited edition, and if it's going to be people over there, there will be a fucking battle royal over those Funko Pops. People doing the rock bottoms and this uh, Stone Cold Stunner just to get that Elvira pop. <laughs> Damn, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's man. just, uh, but that's that's collecting though, you know. I when I was okay, so like I I, I guess if anybody that's listening doesn't know what a variant is, I forgot that maybe I should say what that is. It's basically like. Um, like I have a Michael Myers pop that's just regular Michael Myers. There's a variant that's a blood splattered one, so it's the same one, but he's just basically covered in blood. And uh, I got that one variant of the original. That's what that's what that is. Now, right back in the long time ago, dude, Nick P and I uh, worked at a video game store, like your a la like your today your GameStop, right? This was GameStop right. like back in like the early two thousands, late nineties type of thing. We worked at this gotcha, gotcha. like that. There was like four of us, five. I've told a billion stories about it on my other podcast about all the adventures we had, like strip club, crazy shit. Anyway, nice. So we worked there. Nick was the manager, and Nick like uh, he was a ma- master collector of toys back then. Like he he has since sworn off physical medium of all of all kinds, which is good for me because I actually get like uh, a lot of his stuff like gifted. He'll just come bring shit to my house and be like, "Hey, just put this up in your your display." And I'm like, "All right, cool." So uh, yeah. shout, out, shout out, Nick. I love you. But uh, he was the master collector, and we started getting when the McFarlane toys first first started coming yep. out okay yep. so this was like i don't know when this was late 90s or something like that that's how it was right over there because they actually had remember the i actually had this and i think we were talking about this at the con remember they had the fishbowl tape looking displays that had like the two horror figures and we were talking about like the freddy versus jason and they actually yeah. had the freddy and jason i have but it's actually the face of Jason X of Kane Hunter in the background for the display. And I think for what I've been told, that is a very rare thing because for them doing the mashup between Freddy versus Jason, everybody knows Kazinger played Jason on that part. And for them to have Kane in 
this background and have a Freddy versus Jason, that's where as a collector, if it's like a misprint or if they just do like maybe like one boo-boo and you ended up getting that uh-huh. one boo-boo, you ended up probably spent $30 shipped and you've got a $10,000 toy that you do not want to open up or even <clears throat> touch with like with not, yeah. anything. You just want to like just have rubber gloves on just to take it out and look at it and just put it in a vault and just lock it away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this was pre that too, dude. This was like, right. I mean, uh, the first, like the first, uh texas chainsaw masters first wave of when he did like the texas chainsaw massacre the the friday the 13th one they had a Candyman one um they had a, a psycho one i think they had all they had a bunch and we got spawn, them I right think, too and, and then they put out, yeah. oh spawn oh i had a bunch of spawn figures too i still have yep. them like in my in my display but we would get them like we, they were shipped to our fucking store with like the variant included like you know like every two crates has whatever and right. they Nick like would buy like one of each of these like every time they come in. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Who cares? This one's dumb. I I would like get the cool ones or whatever I liked. And now like he has all of those fucking toys. I mean, they're all open because he like had a huge display of toys at one point. But I know, oh, yeah. I know he's like sold a lot of stuff off and 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 things like that and pared down his collection a lot. But uh, when I think collectors, he's he's definitely one of them. I see a little bit in the background here of your swinging shots. It seems you have. A couple of pops back uh, somewhere in there. Oh, looks like a few. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Ha, yeah. Uh, t- tell me about your collection, if you will. Man, it it goes wild, man. Honestly, I mean, as you can see for a little bit of shot in the back, I mean, that's actually my entire, somewhat entire completed wave of the Venom, Venomized Pops, and also a little bit of the 35th anniversary Ghostbuster Pops. Mm-hmm. So it's childhood i mean as everybody knows like for me for my Sweet. tattoo i have a ghostbuster sleeve of stuff like that so it's it's a no-brainer that for me being a collector i have to go after my ghostbusters that's like my biggest thing that's just going to be for those just because it brings me for that childhood that it was brought up for me i mean just seeing like a big 10 inch staple fucking marshmallow band just like smiling at you and you're like holy shit that's as cool as hell like i have to fucking get that like it's it's just it just brings you back into that childhood, like for anybody that goes into a movie. Like that's how it is with me with a Funko Pop. Like it could be from like a chase variant to a movie moment to a ten inch metallic looking pop that looks like Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom when he's sitting there trying to go for the Holy Grail uh, cup. So I mean, it's it's like those little moments that brings you back to like your childhood that can like brings you to being a good collector and a true collector that has a heart like that, man, their collection will be overwhelmed with different types of like variants and different types of displays as well. And that's what I'm right. Uh, I love that guy. Always a great time. I hope I get to see him soon out there on the road. What, you know, one of the things he had to remind me of, um, was in the full stories in the episode, but apparently I was, uh, out front of the hotel with you know all bets were off at this point I don't even think it was soup that late but it was just like we had taken over and we were uncaring of any rules you had as I'm standing out in, f- in the front uh, front door of the hotel outside that where people pull up smoking a joint and doing Cheech and Chong uh, like scenes with the voices and shit 
for Skeet Ulrich and making him crack up, and I have no recollection of that. But Charles told me all about it, and it sounded fun. So uh, if you want to hear about all that, go over to Patreon, John Wayne, uh, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. You can hear that full episode with Charles and me, plus there's 20 uh, other episodes uh, in the backlog, plus one comes out every single week, just like this uh, podcast does. So check it out. All right. Uh, speaking of this podcast, I think we will continue on with our story for today. So I, uh, I was cleaning the house maybe a week, week or two ago and something reminded me of this. And I, I was like, ah, that's a good, that's a good one. Let me, let me tell this story. So I don't want to, uh, give too much away at the beginning here, but we'll just call this one a, uh, messy house. Is a happy house? Question mark? So, I myself am uh, a pretty fastidious uh, gentleman, I would say, as far as I like to keep uh, keep things clean, neat, tidy, if you will. I, I am a... I'm a collector of a lot of things, so I have, uh, as I've spoken of, a bunch of action figures and, you know, toys, collectible toys, because I'm a giant child, uh, and I arrange them in specific ways that, you know, to, to a psychopath level of, I'll walk by one of the cases and just out of the corner of my eye, you know, I could stop and be like, what? Who moved this? You know, and Katie will be like, what, what are you talking about? Who moved this Al Bundy pop? 45 degrees to the south when it is clearly supposed you know I'm, I'm i'm kind of like that but uh i got all this um from my upbringing if you will you know shouts out mom uh my mom was very fastidious still is very very clean neat person and that's where i got that from but she also like one of the things like we had to do as kids Growing up, it was every week, you know, every Saturday or whatever was our, our chores and cleaning, you know, certain things would be one of them, like, and dusting the furniture, polish, like, you, my mom had furniture polish, you had to take everything off of everything, wipe it down, wipe those things, put them back. I had, uh, you know, sh- I, I've always had tons of action figure toys like that, I'm, you know, throughout my entire life, and I had, like, these, at one point, uh these kind of like metal shelf shelving units that I had them all displayed on. And it was like maybe five or six, you know, three foot shelf, whatever they were. And I'd have to take everything off of those like every week and dust them and wipe them down. And that's a pain in the ass because you got to set all those figures back up again. Uh, But no, my mom was like, that's what, that's what we do. And, you know, everything was uh, vacuumed, you know, always there was swept you know, cleaned, wiped down, you know, no, we don't leave dishes in the, di- you know, in the sink. And, you, you know, you, when you get up off the couch, you fix the pillows and you, you fold the afghan and you put it back on the back, you know, all of those things. My mom was also a very, you know, a don't wear shoes in the house uh, person for a while. I don't think, I don't know if she is anymore, but uh, back then she was. And, and, you know, anyway, I, mom, you know, I love you, but, you know, you, we, we got that, I think, ingrained in us from you. At least I did, uh, you know, and probably just i don't know probably to one certain extreme uh all three of us have somewhat of that instilled in us and that's just it also when you grow up like that you know it's just kind of like 
how you think it is. You don't know anything else. So it's it can be jarring when, you know, we all know it, how that kind of like a weird feeling as a child when you find out, like you, something shows you that like, oh, wait, it's not all like this. Or, you know, it blow, it, it, it alters your personal reality because as a child, you know, as a child, you don't really, you don't know what the fuck's going on. You're stupid as hell. You're a kid. And when you see something that is like out of what you have experienced thus far, it can be like j- like a jarring experience. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but it's just like, whoa, mind blown. This Things could be this way? Like I've just, I've just talked about that, uh, having a similar feeling like that the first time I watched uh, the movie The Doom Generation. Um, shouts out, one of my faves. A lot of people do not like it, but I do. Got a, it starts a very young and plucky Rose McGowan. Uh, and, uh, you know, what a, what a love affair, uh, with her. She sparked off for me in that film. Uh, but I remember when I saw that movie, I was 18. I was, I, you know, just gone to college, you know, I don't know. It was very beginning of the semester. My friend Adam was watching it still my friend to this day. Uh, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And I had no idea movies could be like that movie. And I'm not going to go into everything about it because I told that story on the, on this podcast, um, before I've talked about it, but that was one of those moments where I was like, Whoa, so wait, movies, what is this now? You can do this in a movie. You know, I, you can tell a story like this. Like that was, you know, how I had to kind of one of the, one of the ways of unlocking my brain, I think, uh, to get me where I am, you know, all of this journey, like my brain is like this huge Rubik's cube in there that keeps like twisting and turning when I find out things, you know, like, Oh, you know, and that's <laughs> like a, like I'm some alien from another, you know, whatever. But yeah, it's in all of those kind of unlocks and twists and turns and, you know, Rubik's shifts in my brain have led me, you know, all the way to where I am now, but it's still, you know, it's a still a shifting, uh, Still haven't solved that damn puzzle yet, but that's how it was. You know, it was like just I I thought that uh, everybody did that. Everybody kept their house that clean and neat because that's what you did. Everybody had to polish the furniture. I I think I mean that might be an East Coast expression. Polish the furniture. Uh, I think I guess dust the furniture is more uh, accepted. <laughs> I don't know. It's not so. Uh, st- so much of a colloquialism local colloquialism i guess but yeah i thought that everybody did that and that everybody's house was neat and clean always and if it wasn't you got in tr- whoever left it that way was de- damn well getting in trouble and having to clean it up anyway um so you know that was just what i thought right so i hadn't been over to too many kids houses you know uh i was uh pretty young we you know i when we grew up i Lived in P- Pittsburgh till I was just turned six. We moved to Houston. You know, we lived with my uncle Bob. Uh, rest in power, UB. For a couple of weeks, got an apartment, moved to a house. All this kind of shit. I've gone over that before, and uh, had some some friends in the neighborhood. Close, you know, my neighbor. But he, you know, and my I talked about my neighbor that I got in the fight with about how his room was messy. But it was just his room, you know, and and that like that's something I see on TV. Like kids got a messy room, he got to clean it up. So that wasn't so. That wasn't like a, I looked at that and I was like, "What? You get to ha- your room is messy?" No, I I knew I understood that much, but uh, I end up ha- I end up having this friend that is was one of my good friends for a long time. We hung out, but 
uh, is an elementary school, I think I like maybe fourth or fifth grade, if I uh, am, am getting this about right. Um, he lived in the, my neighborhood, but on the back end. So it, it was, uh, you had to cross uh, the, the double street called Wood River. So that was when you, you were on the other side of the neighborhood. Um, not that the other side was bad or anything. It's just like, you know, you, that's how you would say like, what side of Wood River do you live on? And, you know, and also Wood River was the main drag that ran through our subdivision and the pool was on that street and all this kind of dumb shit. So he lived over there and uh, we would, uh, it wasn't bad to ride your bike over there. I would do it quite a bit. And, uh, you know, when you're first hanging out as a kid, you know, you hang out at school, you meet and blah, 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 you find out you live close. Like, oh, let's hang out. Yeah, let's hang out. Okay, cool. So I think like the, I can't remember if I rode my bike there. Maybe my mom dropped me off. The first time uh, I hung out with him, oh, you know what it was? Back in the day, I don't know if they, I'm sure they they cannot do this anymore with the way that they, you know, my microchip kids at school now or whatever they do, but you could go home with somebody else if you had like a pass filled out. So your mom could say like, today John Wayne's going to ride the bus home with this guy to his house, you know, type of thing. And that's what we did. It was one of those like, hey, I'm go, go, because that way you get there right after school. Now... So this guy, uh, yeah, I'm not going to use his name, but he, you know, both of his parents worked, which both of my parents worked as well. One of the differences being that, like, my mom always did, uh, she was always working in the school in some capacity as a teacher or a counselor. So she'd be home uh, early-ish, earlier than my dad would be out, you know, working and, you know, doing sales calls and stuff like that. She'd get out at a reasonable hour and be home first, you know, not too long after we got out of school. So it was kind of like, uh, you know, that's how it was with, with my situation. His situation, both of his parents had like, you know, like I guess both like corporate type of jobs and they didn't get home till like 6, 30, 6, 7, you know, and that's how long you're chilling by yourself. Now this guy, he had two older siblings, like his sister was in high school and his brother was, I think, gra- just graduated from high school. We're about to go to college. Uh, yeah, they had like a widespread of years between all of them. It was weird. But the first time we get we get to his house, I'm excited. To, we're going to hang out. We're going to do all this. Talking about everything we've been doing, we're going to do. And we open the door, go in. I'm following him in. And I notice like the entrance way, like right away, it has like a, uh, I don't know, like a stand or a table or whatever you put put out there and there was like mail and shit on it but like everywhere like mail had exploded on this table out of the out of the blue everywhere just whatever i was like that's odd and then as we got more into the house uh, you know we came out through the hallway and opened up into the main part of the house he had a two-story house the downstairs living room and kind of kitchen area and i was like completely completely blown away like i was like talk about a jarring experience their house was trashed like i it was i'd never seen a house like this before where i was like did you get robbed i mean that's what there's just shit everywhere like 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 clothes in the living room and of course dishes everywhere at counter stuff left out on the counter the kitchen table is covered with like you know other like papers and just shit everywhere just like shit everywhere dude where i was like what is happening here like what is this and that was it was like you know it going through the rest of his house and seeing like is this all like this and it wasn't like um filth i don't want you to think it was like a pig pen filth and like 
rats and rodents running everywhere. It was just like not picked up, not clean. Shit was just everywhere. Like this goes here now type of thing. And, uh, and I was blown away, blown away. Cause I had no idea a house could be like that. Cause I was like, who, what happened to your parents? Did, do you live here by yourself? Like it just, it just, I could not grasp it for a while. Even like I went back again to make sure it wasn't an anomaly. I'm like, no, it's even worse now, you know. It's just, but, but that's how it was, and it totally, totally blew my mind and changed a, a perspective I had. I guess you know, I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess, uh, you know, not not everyone's like this type of type of thing, um, of, of of a crazy, you know, super neat freak thing. So I and and later on actually they he did get robbed he's also the first person i ever knew who got robbed oh and another fucking thing about their house none of the doors were locked like i was always taught you lock the door and you leave they never locked their doors front door back door all unlocked never locked never locked i think towards the end of our elementary school uh career the end of fifth grade his house did get robbed during the day while everyone was gone and he got home first and uh said he went in and like He's like looked around. He's like everything. Like I noticed things were trash, and I was I, in my mind. I was like, "How did you, how did you know that? What, what was what was the tip off? You know?" Uh, but yeah, they think it ended up end up think it was probably like some some kids, uh, maybe like his sisters, friends, high school kids who knew through uh, either hanging out or whatever that they didn't lock the doors, and they just came and came in and took a bunch of shit. So, well, I mean. You know, they did lock their doors after that, though. Uh, I do remember that. And then they had to start having a key and shit to get in. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that that was one of those times. And I, it just kind of switched one of the Rubik's Cube things in my brain. Now, did I go home and start acting like that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Nothing about it appealed to me. It wasn't like I was like, hey, I'm going to start slack i'm gonna slack on the cleaning no not at all it, it just it, it actually was unnerving to me i think maybe maybe because there was something in the looming in the back of my head of like the other shoe is about to drop somebody's about to come out and yell and make us clean up this entire house or something you know that was what i was thinking but uh no it, it never happened and and still to this day i i've remained pretty pretty well uh neat-minded and i like to keep all of my things in a certain place and i'm very very particular uh but you know I'm, i don't think i'm as strict about it as my mom was back then but i'm definitely not as lax about it as as this guy's house uh but yeah that's that's uh that's that was the mess and one but but another great thing about this guy's house and how messy it was was uh, they had a book on the, sh the bookshelf in the living room called Photographing the Photographing Nudes. And it would be fun to, 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 it was a legitimate photography book, but it would be fun to slip that off the shelf when no one was looking and uh, get an eye full of uh, some artistic boob. One of the best boobs. All right, there you go. Keep it clean out there, folks. Uh, I'm going to come do the white glove test on your house if you're not too shabby. I don't know what that means. Thank you guys for joining me for another episode. If you want to check out everything on me, go to johnwayneisdead.com. Visit the shop page where all of my books are in stock right now. The John Wayne is Dead records, the t-shirts, 
everything and when you order from me it comes uh personalized signed and with some extra goodies and any support right now would be very much appreciated uh if you want to follow me online i am at john wayne is dead on instagram and twitter or just my little old name john wayne kamianale on facebook and check out my patreon patreon.com slash john wayne is dead for uh, another po- weekly podcast and all kinds of other goodies and uh you know just uh let's all try to keep our noses clean out there and uh and keep our asses clean as well and hopefully i will see you on the road soon <laughs>